Choose your player. follow-up episode oh we're on we're live we're recording oh are we really on (laughs) everything's going (laughs) (laughs) welcome to a follow-up episode it is my podcast family how are we doing today Sefi and rachel my loves it has been Uh, far too long it feels like a month almost (laughs) it's pretty pretty close (laughs) i feel like that's correct (laughs) yes I've uh, uh, missed you. I missed you. <laughs> missed you, Rachel. I've seen Michael <laughs> several times. <laughs> Tired of that guy. <laughs> the joys of families being creative together. <laughs> you see them and then you're like, why did I decide to spend seven days locked in a house with this person? So, uh, so great. <laughs> it was beautiful. Welcome everyone. It was. It was. It was. Welcome everyone to another follow-up episode. Now, since we have been on a little hiatus for the past couple weeks and follow-up episodes, that is, we are going to tackle the comic authors and books that my buddy Dylan and I chatted about. And then also the newest one, which is Teen Wolf based on the TV series, which uh, Katie Papp, my friend also, we did that together. I just really wanted to do like, like a a cat sound like, and I'm like, that's not, that's not a wolf sound. So I fought my, uh, my instinct there, (laughs) but then I followed up by telling you what it was. I'm all about that right there. That's amazing. Hold on, let's try it again. So, and don't fight your instinct this time. Uh, So we're going to be talking about the comic (laughs) author and books that my buddy Dylan did. And then also we will be doing uh, Teen Wolf, the television series. (laughs) It works. It worked. I think it worked. I liked it. I think we should keep, we're keeping that whole thing in there. Yeah. That's amazing. (laughs) Well, as always with my follow-up episodes and y'all, because we've been trying to play with what this episode is going to be like, uh, it's going to be different even today. And I am not going to do anything. And these two lovely ladies are just going to take charge and, uh, yeah, let's learn more. What do you, so whoever wants to go you to, or however you want to run, this is your show. I'm just here to watch and record. Uh, and thanks. Thanks, Michael. You, you can enough. stop. Yeah. Oh. You've done enough. <laughs> just <to> stop. <laughs> thanks. Bye. Well, then I'm going to sip my LaCroix and take it away. <laughs> okay. Sefi, so a lot of mine for this comic author and books episode it, I wouldn't call it research, although I did do a little bit of research. It's just kind of like my feelings towards some things that, that Dylan said, because a lot of it, I'm like, wow, just keep talking. I want to keep listening to what you're saying. Right. Also, I mean, I didn't realize I like comic books until I heard him talk about it. And this, this has been true for a lot of things on this podcast. So thank you, Michael. Uh, you're doing a great job of like, wow, livening up <laughs> my life. So um, spice up your life. Um, So I guess what I want to start with is a quote that Dylan said um, himself pretty early on in the episode. He was like, I I was a teacher and, you know, those who can't do, they teach. And I'm thinking, fuck that, dude. I mean, you you've done so much in your life and you're doing it like the teachers that I know do it. I mean, you're doing it every day. You're teaching other people. You have to know how to do it. So I just want to say to all the teachers, Dylan included, thank you for what you do. Mm-hmm. You, It's not that you can't do it. You, in fact, are actively doing it. So yeah. I, I wanted to throw that love in there. Yeah. You're, I'm gonna, doing, I'm gonna, you're doing it constantly. You, you yeah. are actually doing it every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm going to compound on that because my best friend whose house I'm sitting in using her internet and uh, she is a teacher. She teaches math to middle yes. schoolers. <laughs> and you're doing the most. I know. She Her last day with kids was today. So she is super wow. stoked. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so. we're there. We're at that time of year. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I wanted to throw that out. Um, another thing that he mentioned that I had never thought of before, and 
I've looked at a few comics or I would actually say more graphic novels. Um, he mentioned gutters and like the space between panels. And when I heard him say the word gutter, I was like, <gasps> and it's like my life flashed before me. And I was like, oh my fuck, all the shit that I'm missing between the panels. Like, ah, oh, I got to look in the gutters. <laughs> it was like, oh, you're amazing. And um, my daughter Kirby is really into Spider-Man and, and superheroes. So I'm planning on getting her a few comic books thanks to Dylan. Yeah. But it was like, no. No, I can look at them differently too. So that was cool. You, sh- you should hit up his uh, Instagram account and just message him um, and ask him that. if there's any specific ones that he would recommend for Kirby's age in particular. He's really great at yeah. recommendations. I always, well, I yeah, really and like he did a whole bunch for Ruby too, his daughter, right? Mm-hmm. So, his daughter, yep. uh, so yeah. Cool. So he probably has some great ones that he can recommend. Yeah. And I remember he mentioned that Tintin was his first one around like age five or six. So I looked at a few of those online and it's like, Oh yeah, those are pretty simple and easy to easy to read. I so. love Tintin. Tintin yeah. is a great comic. It yeah. Is. I got a question yeah. though, Rachel. When that gutters realization happened, for me, a whole bunch of creative things happened in my mind. Like I guess realizations, right? Like that, that what did what was that for you? Like what did that trigger? Yeah, it's like, well, in our actor training, I mean, we're coming up with these stories of the, our characters that people don't get to see a lot of, you know, it really just fuels a lot of the decisions that we're making on stage or on film. So for me, it was like, oh my God, these characters have lives that we're not seeing, you know, and, and we're only seeing these brief pictures of these moments that are, are, I guess, kind of worthy of being in a panel. And there's so much going on that we don't get to see in a picture. So I, I related it instantly to acting and theater and it was like oh, yeah, storytelling. Exactly, yeah, exactly the same thing that kind of hit me. The like to put it in like a plain like idea in my brain was like if you took the of uh, the first Avengers movie, which is popular, so that's why I'm choosing it. And if you put that into a comic book, the end credit scene of them going to the shawarma restaurant would technically be what would happen in the gutters. That yes. would not be seen. So that's why visually it works to be seen is because it's something that you wouldn't normally see. So that's why the comedic yeah. joke, I think, works in the long run, right? Yeah. But it's exactly yeah. like that. Like, yeah. like, of course they eat. And then after, as you see the Avengers movies progress further, and I think this is so true in the comic books and like what he what uh, Dylan talked about how meta things get and how I think those gutters or those things in between do bleed in. In the Avengers movies, you see Tony... Um, making a green shake after they get done uh, fighting a battle, right? Like, yeah. why would why do we need to see this? But that is exactly probably what happens after someone fights yeah. a battle is they like have to. Right, you got to put that protein back in and get yeah. all the nutrients. Yeah, yeah. And see, that's cool. see, I'm a writer, and so I when he kind of talked about how it differs from novel writing, I didn't agree with him at all because when you write in prose, like in novels and stuff like that, the gutters kind of aren't as obvious because you do have a lot of uh, exposition that happens when you write books and stories like that, because you do kind of have to create more of a, of a word picture for the reader. However, um, one of the things I love about reading fiction and novels like that is the fact that you get to imagine it in your head. And I think when I think that's where the gutters comes into novel writing where you can kind of like fill in the kind of in-betweens like, okay, famously, you don't really write about your characters going to the bathroom (laughs) in a novel or anything. 100%. (laughs) 100%. But you know what happens. And so sometimes an author will put in like, oh, so they had to go like, she'll just say like, they stepped away for a little bit and you kind of just fill it in like, okay, so they had to go do these things that normal people do, but you just don't write about it. <laughs> Legit. You saying that made me think how many fictional characters actually had to take a deuce and it's never right? talked about. Like right? I've never thought about it till this moment, like Harry Potter, like how many times oh, yeah. like Neville is probably just sneaking off to a bathroom. That's why he's always and showing like, up wait, places. In the middle yeah. in the middle of battle probably too. You're like, yes. oh, I got to go, you know. Yeah. yeah. That would be yeah. me. 
The, the, I think the, <laughs> <laughs> the middle of battle. Just hey guys, um, I gotta go. Oh, shit. Time out! Time out! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh man, the gutters! What a whole new world now. <laughs> Keep your mind in the gutter, really. Is what I took from that. Mm-hmm. Pretty Girls, much. You got um, up the gutters. I did. <laughs> Um, something else, I mean, again, not a lot of research on this, although I do have some points I can make later if you name me now, um, is, is just that Dylan briefly, very briefly mentioned, um, there are female comic book writers and then up, I mean, instantly I was like, let's go. And I, (laughs) (laughs) give us I I knew you would. (laughs) I found like, I found lists of like, top 50 comic book female writers, you know, and it was like, there's so fucking many. And, um, some cool things that I found, I mean, I found a lot of shit that's cool, but, um, just because of our, our theater, our love for theater and, you know, that kind of background movies, um, things I didn't know, there are two specific, um, movies and musicals that are based on comic books by female writers. One of them was Fun Home. I didn't know that was a comic. Yeah. That's what's yeah. nuts. I did not know it was a comic. Wait, yeah. what? I have never heard of this movie. <laughs> no, that's it's a musical. A, it's a musical. Oh, I've, I've never heard of this musical. Yeah, it's great. It really, uh, really touches your soul. Um, get ready for the feelings if you're going to watch that one. <laughs> got it. Um, got it. The other one is Blue is the Warmest Color, which... Um, is also a very very good movie. I think it was pretty pretty nominated, and by pretty yeah. nominated, I mean Oscar Oscar worthy. Yes, um, <laughs> I've, I've actually heard of that one, so yeah. I think that is possible. <laughs> yeah, I think that one. Well, well, how I remember that one is people talked about it that um, she used a prosthetic vagina. Uh, not sure if that's true, but um, I remember that, that now. Yeah, that was like the rumor that I heard, and it was a great movie. But um, but yeah, I thought that was really interesting that. Two of those yeah. movies are comics. I did not that know is kinda that cool. I did not know that. That is really cool. That is really cool. But let's go like women in, in comic books. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Out there. yes. Well, and that kind of kind of brings to to my mind the um the Wonder Woman movies. Cause the the director of the first one, um Patty oh I fail. Fail. <laughs> um but I mean, female and, you know, you can definitely tell in the little touches and whatnot, like she not, she nails it on the head. And then of course, Zack Snyder directed the second one or he, know he directed Justice League, didn't he? Mm-hmm. And then the Patty difference, Jenkins. Peggy Jenkins, Patty Thank Jenkins, you. Patty Jenkins. Thank you, Rachel. Got you. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I Just the, Yeah. So I like the fact that there are more and more women getting into comic books in the creation of the actual comics and in the creation of their expanded like universe entities as movies and stuff like that. Totally. So, and you know, they've probably been there for a while. It's just the world has not acknowledged them. them. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Let's go. we need to be better (laughs) yes um okay another kind of fun thing first of all i like how he was like oh here use this link to um find a comic book shop near you turns out there's one right down the fucking street from me no idea nice that's awesome so thank you dylan uh comic shop locator is uh dot com is what that is yes check it out uh, support your local comic book shop. Dylan 100%. has taught me a lot. Can you tell? Yes. Um, <laughs> okay. Correct me if I'm wrong. At one point in the podcast, he talked about the process between an author and um, a, like a drawing artist. So yeah, this a cartoonist, I, really, I think he called yeah. them. Okay. Um, <laughs> I didn't think about this. No, no, Michael, go on. I, fi- f- yeah, finish your finish your question, and then I'll I'll jump in because a cartoonist is a different version, a different version of a writer yeah. and, illust- and an illustrator. I think is yeah. more. I think what he, what he said, cartoonist was, is that they they are the writer and the illustrator. They do yeah. both. They wor- do they do words and images. But what what was your question, Got Rachel? It. Okay, um, my I like to like 
I think I'm a person who thinks a lot about the process, like the artistic process of how things are made, especially movies and theater, like to break things down and see how people like actually move the camera and things like that. So when he talked about Arthur authors, when it's two separate people doing the writing and the drawing, authors doing some writing, giving it to the illustrator, them doing some pictures, and then it coming back to the author to dive deeper into it was like, oh my God, of course you're right. Of course they do that. I didn't think about that at all. Of course they're not like, here's a story, here's the picture. It's like But I have to tell you, I, I had the same thing because I, it, 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 like, yeah, that it's a true collaboration yes. because I've always heard like, even in, even in musical theater or like when we devise plays or stuff, like there's always a source material of sorts that they have to break down. Like for musicals, there's always going to be a book first. And then there's like, oh, okay, well there's this story. Let's then add the music to it or something like that. But this, they like growing with each other. And at least this is the first type of thing that I've seen it or heard it and done in that process. I 100% agree. Yeah, it was cool. Opened my eyes to that process, which I had been blind from. And I think about that shit. So there's a few of my little fun things. Do you got any, do you you want to do comics, both of you, and then Teen Wolf, both of you? Never mind. It's your guys' show. What am I talking? Never mind. Please leave. Yeah, go away. (laughs) Um, So (laughs) I have a degree in literature and Dylan said something that I had no clue about, about Shakespeare. And I was really mad at myself (laughs) (laughs) when he said that there were only two original stories that Shakespeare created. That was Midsummer and The Tempest. And I'm like, what the fuck? I know. I'm thinking everything I thought I knew. Fuck that. It's like, holy shit. He blew my world up. Right. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because in my Shakespeare class, we divided all of the plays up into the way they're divided in the folios, like the histories and the comedies and the tragedies. But like, I didn't even realize that they were original stories that Shakespeare just was like, or if you're some scholars, Christopher Marlowe, who knows? Yeah, um, right. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, because I'm like, I'm like thinking through it all. I'm like, well, there's all's well that ends well. But no, that's based on something. <laughs> I know. Wild. What? <laughs> it that really was mind point. I mean, it really does show you that he's an author first. He's yes. trying to make money, right? Like he was like, all right, I got to pump out stories. Let me take my take on this story. Like, yeah, yeah. Wow. I was just, and I mean, Dylan teaches English lit or he taught English lit. And I'm like, he would know that. So oh, yeah. <laughs> I just, that guy. So I just mind blowing. <laughs> Agreed. He was also like, oh, you know, uh, I couldn't quote anything from Shakespeare. And I was like, wow, I don't feel so bad anymore because you can love something. You can really love something and not know a fucking phrase from it. And I'm like, wow, thank you. Couldn't tell you. <laughs> maybe I could maybe quote like two lines. And, and like I studied that shit in college. And, uh-huh. and now uh-huh. he made me feel much better. The <laughs> only reason. In. The only reason I know I will always be able to quote Shakespeare is because it's tattooed on my chest. So, so. <laughs> do it. yeah, I think that'll do it. Yeah, that makes sense. So if I lose anything else from Shakespeare, I will have that one quote so I can always quote Shakespeare. <laughs> um, just listening to him talk, like transported me back to college. And I really want to send this to my professor who taught this class, at least Dylan's episode, because I took a class in college called History and the Graphic Novel. Cool. (laughs) Right? It was my absolute favorite class that I took in all four years, I swear. So we covered a lot. This was going to be my visual aids. (laughs) So (laughs) stay tuned um, for social media on those. Stay tuned for pictures on social media. Um, But we did... um, We basically covered kind of not the history of the graphic novel, but we covered how the graphic novel impacted pieces of history or how history impacted different graphic novels. Um, So we we read 300 by Frank Miller, um, which is a fantastic graphic novel. And 
I feel that the film did a surprisingly good job of crossing over from that. Like, I think they were very true to the source material. Um, even style-wise, like, they kept Frank Miller's style in the movie from the comics. Um, also, just an aside, Dylan, we need to be friends. <laughs> because i'm like listening to him talk about all of this and i'm like yep yep i knew that yep okay we need to follow his insta just follow his insta you Um, can put me on the friends list too dylan (laughs) (laughs) Um, but so we we read 300 we read a bunch of um mark millar's stuff um who is a brilliant brilliant i i really enjoy his stuff um we also read one of my favorite comic books of all time. Um, it's called Red Sun, um, which is, and this was made into an animated film, but it's a Superman comic, but it's if Superman had landed in the Soviet, in the USSR instead of Kansas. Um, oh, oh my God. How it changes everything. It is fantastic. Um, yeah, I really, really like that one. And I can't find it on my shelf anywhere. Um, okay, so I think the biggest thing that people would know Mark Millar from is either Kick-Ass, he wrote the Kick-Ass comics, and he also did Civil War in the Marvel Universe. He created that. Oh, oh nice. Okay. So, I think Mark Millar is the one that did Red Sun, if I'm remembering correctly, because I was looking this up yesterday and I should have written it down and I didn't. I fail. Um, (laughs) uh, Nice recommendations. Let's see. Just listening to Dylan talk about his favorites and like why they're his favorites. I was like, all of that is so perfect because every comic... And whether you call them comics or graphic novels, because I know V for Vendetta has been kind of tossed back and forth under those um, categories. Um, They are so starkly a brilliant representation of humanity in, I think, every version even if they're terrible, (laughs) like even if they're a bad comic, like, you know, I think that they represent humanity on a deeper level than just a novel or just a movie would, you know, because they are kind of the combination of the two. You have the, the written out dialogue and stories and story part of it, but you also have the, the visual part of it with the panels and the, the artistry that you kind of get from the film medium. And I, I love that. And I think that it's a good starting point for anybody who kind of wants to get into the writing world, like he said, because it, it, it creates a, a deeper understanding for how to better present a story. Wow. Nice. Comic nice. books. There was a <laughs> couple. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was. I was. I was just going to say the only. I, the only question I had about you, the class that you took. What was one of the first? Like, did you talk about historical aspects of like graphic novels or anything? Within we, that class we, did, we did a little bit because we started with some of like, um, we started with like Frank Miller's older stuff and kind of how it came from because he did a movie called The Spirit, which is an adaptation from the comic Spirit. And we kind of talked about how the comics kind of started with those types of stories. It's a detective like noir story about a uh, murdered cop who returns from the dead, which it's an awesome movie. You also watch it. It's really good. Yeah, really. <laughs> um, but how, how comics kind of started that way, especially with like detective comics and Batman and that's how he started. And, and then it kind of grew from there and how Marvel started as kind of a response to um, the world wars and how it grew from there. So we did kind of focus on it a little bit, but more, it was like, um, how, just how they interacted with each other. I think was a a good way to put it. I was going to say 
I had a couple of definitions because that's just who I am. And Dylan is from a different country <laughs> than <laughs> the three of us. So <laughs> what? He is I not. I had no idea. No, surprising. <laughs> that was another thing. I could listen to him talk all day with that lovely yes. London accent. <laughs> Made me miss London. My school is over there right now for their oh. four year Every four years they go there um, for a class. And I went in 2008. And so they're there right now. And I'm very jealous. Um, But so he talked about A-levels and he kind of mentioned what it was, but that's basically like an advanced placement course in comparison to like what it would be here. So like if you're in high school and you took like, um, like AP Chem or AP Bio, it's kind of the same thing. Um, let's see. Da, 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 da. This is for younger listeners. <laughs> um, he called himself a latchkey kid, and oh yeah, I knew that. Those don't really exist anymore. <laughs> they don't. Explain, explain, explain to those youngsters what it means. Basically, if you came home from school to an empty house, you were a latchkey kid because you had to open your latch with a key. <laughs> essentially yeah essentially <laughs> nailed it yep wow so, i mustn't be young anymore because i knew what that was there we go <laughs> wow look at us <laughs> we're doing it <laughs> i must not be young anymore because Man, days are behind me oh, oh i've joined funny. the olds now <laughs> both of you hush so i'm both y'all um and then um the one thing i wanted to mention um was because he talked about nk jemison and how she won the hugo award um but a lot of people probably don't know what the Hugo Award is. Um, it is the annual literary award for best science fiction or fantasy works and achievement. And it's a big deal. <laughs> it's a really big deal in the Sounds science like fiction it. and fantasy world. So go N.K. Jemison. And now I need to read her stuff. Um, <laughs> um, the last definition I had was, <laughs> again, for the younger ones. Um, he mentioned growing up in Thatcher's Britain, and that's a reference to Margaret, Margaret Thatcher, the UK's first female prime minister. Wow. Okay. I know, I know who Margaret Thatcher is, but I didn't catch the Thatcher's reference that he did, so maybe I am young. I don't know. <laughs> Thank you, Steffi. I'm feeling good. <laughs> uh, oh, and one thing I was really excited that he mentioned was that Gerard Way does comic books. And I was like, yes, I love Gerard Way. I have loved My Chemical Romance. He's the lead singer for My Chemical Romance. I have loved him since college. Um, like, he's amazing. They just came out with a new song, and I haven't listened to it yet. I'm a terrible fan. <sighs> but because they've been broken up for several years now. Um, but do you guys know which comic book he does? Is it? Does it have anything to do with chemicals? <laughs> I no. was just going to ask, is it, well, is it well known enough that we would know it? Yes. Okay, oh. so we could guess it. Yes. Um, I'm going to take a guess and say he is doing a... Mm, let's do a... a, a you know, a, a Captain America... Because chemicals made Captain America, my chemical romance. <laughs> that's where I'm connecting it. Yeah, the chemical okay, thing. That's, that's good. Okay. So okay. you're going with that guess, Rachel, or are you going to guess that, something that's else? That's my guess. Don't don't uh, give my guess to Rachel. Oh, Rachel no, 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 I can I'm make her own guess. No, no, no. I will have my own guess. My guesses. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with um, like high school vampires. I couldn't tell you what the fucking name of the comic book is, but it's like high Hi. schoolers in. And they're vampires in high school. Okay. There's a name for it. I can't remember. There is one called, I, there's a movie called Vampire Academy. I don't know if that's a comic. Oh, that though. might be it. Or is it know. Vampire Night that you're thinking of? Shit, guys, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Rachel. Anyways, it's, you're both wrong. Um, oh. No, he Shucks. created the Umbrella Academy. No uh, way. He created the Umbrella Academy? I <laughs> love the, the Umbrella Academy. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's um, cool. Yeah. That's incredible. 
So, yeah, so that that show is based off. I was really excited when he didn't say what Gerard Way did when Dylan didn't say it because I was like, yes, I know this. I can keep All it a mine. secret. <laughs> That's awesome. Great research. Yeah, yeah he. Um, oh, I didn't have to research that. I knew that one. <laughs> so, yeah, the next time you're watching Umbrella Academy, look for when it says created by it'll say Gerard Way. Wow. In the credits. Class. Good job, buddy. Claps, snaps, claps, Impressive. claps and snaps. <laughs> well, what do you say about doing a little transition into Teen Wolf here? I oh. like it. Is that a better There's sound a than a kitty? Sound, oh. yes. Thank you. Oh. Don't do that. My dogs will start howling outside. No. I don't need that right now. <laughs> pack, pack I'm surprised it isn't. Um, okay, I'm going to start this session off again with a quote, if that's okay with everybody. Um, just kidding. It's, I'm going to do it anyway, whether it's not okay. I need to, I'm really working hard on not saying if that's okay, like I'm going to do it anyway. So fuck good, it. Good. Um, you, thank you. Have, you have a microphone. Yes, <laughs> it. I have so much power right now. Um, yeah. okay. So Katie, um, one of her first, the quotes that she says in this episode, she says something like, just because you love something hard doesn't mean someone else can't love it just as hard. And I was like, fuck yeah, you're right. Why is it a competition? Like I, I love Harry Potter, but sometimes when I talk to people who love Harry Potter, it's like, oh, I love it more. Like Harry Potter's more in my life. And it's like, <laughs> whoa, the fuck? okay. Um, you know, so it, that was a really good reminder for me. Thank you, Katie. Let's also be friends. Um, I appreciate that. So I, um, like I thought that was a really great way to start. Everyone who's on this show, like everyone, yes, definitely, yeah. <laughs> well, I, th I I think one of the one of the biggest things, and I, one of the main reasons why I wanted to start this podcast is because I don't think I have a specific nerdy obsession. I love learning about many different things. Like I get a kick out of deep diving into what Dylan and I deep dive, but I have never opened up a comic book in my life. Right. I mean, that's not true. I've opened up a couple, but like just I, I'm not, I don't read them on the regular. Right. Like I just I did. I did another episode recently where we talked about a band that I have never heard of the any song except for one before. And it's because of that. Like and it's exactly what, what Katie said is, is really the heart of it is, is that you can love something 10 percent. And that is just justification of loving something. You don't need to love something a hundred percent to say you're obsessed with it or love it yeah. or anything like that. Cause yeah, it's you a know, good reminder. I love it. Yeah. It's a great reminder. It truly is. I think we're kindred souls, Michael. I, um, I know very little about a lot of things. Uh, and I, there's nothing that I really know a lot about. So it's a, uh, it's a fun life, like digging into all of these little things, but yeah, I don't really have like a one 100% thing. So, uh, this has been really fun to work on too. And I don't, and I don't want it. I don't want one no. thing. Boring. I want to, I want no, somebody no, to ask me a question. I'll be like, yeah, I know all the things. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. When you first posted the question about give me your nerdiest obsession on Instagram, Michael, what was my answer? <laughs> oh gosh. I don't remember. Do you remember? It was just, I, I like learning about random crap. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's oh, what it I is. want to hear I that like, episode. I love random crap. I did. I was like, <laughs> I just, I love learning random pieces of information. Like one of my favorite pieces of information to tell people is like the emus. There was a war in Australia against the emus and the emus won. Um, oh, my so, God. <laughs> so this is a complete like non sequitur that we just went I off on that. a tangent on. But Yeah. I completely, completely agree with everything you guys said. It's, it's so much fun to just learn stuff. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And this is why I was a nerd in school. Mm -hmm. I mean, <laughs> still am. <laughs> <Yep>. uh, <laughs> um, I, I think Katie mentioned this, but just so everybody is aware, um, the Teen Wolf series that Katie talks about in this episode is loosely based, based off of the 1985 movie starring Michael J. Fox. But there was also another Teen Wolf series that was completely, uh, it was, I guess you would call it a cartoon um, animated series. 
which was based on the the original movie, and that only ran from like 1986 to 1988. So, oh wow, um, I did not know that. There's another Teen Wolf series, not to be confused with the Teen Wolf series that we talk about in this episode. So that's crazy. And actually, now that I brought Michael J. Fox up, I have kind of a fun little fact. Thanks to IMDb, which is my best friend, by the way. So in the series Teen Wolf, there is this neighboring town that's referenced every now and then called Hill Valley. Um, Hill Valley is a fictional town. Do not try to visit. Um, But it is the setting for the movie Back to the Future starring Michael J. Fox. Oh, that's so cool. It's amazing to know that. I love that. I love that so much. Michael J. Fox played the original character in the 1985. It's just like, what a circle. That's a nice little nod. I love that. You can find a lot of shit on IMDb. It's pretty sweet, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta dig in there a little bit. IMDb. Um, I ad. have an another one. For them. <laughs> right. Good one. Good one. Very nice. We'll cut that and, and sell it to them. Yeah. Right, um, yeah. They can be our first another, <laughs> another little tid. Um, <clears throat> so in Katie's, toward the end of the episode, I'm skipping around here, but Katie said in the, if you know, you know, part, very end of the episode, um, she said, oh, I was going to mention Styles' last name, but I blanked. And that's totally appropriate because it's not mentioned for a very, very long time. And um, I am going to completely butcher it, but it is his real name is revealed as <laughs> Mike's Law. <laughs> Let me spell that for you because I, I think I did not um, do it justice. <laughs> I it's think you did M-I-E-C-Z-Y-S-L-A-W. Thank you, IMDb. But that is his uh, his um, real name, and it's it's fitting that she didn't remember it. Yep, it sounds very like Eastern European. Paul, I like, think it's yeah. I think it's very Polish. Have you guys seen the show before? Not a no, not an episode. no. I not think I missed, I missed the whole like wolf obsession. <laughs> I did too. Um, <laughs> while I'm at it, Sefi, I don't have a whole lot, but one more thing I'm going to add either. here um, <laughs> is um, Michael. You and Katie at one point were talking about. Allison and how she just like kind of was gone. Mm-hmm. Um, but still talked about, I think she was just kind of gone. Yep. Um, turns out the actress no longer wanted to play a high school student anymore because she was one of the older actors on the show. So <laughs> she was like, can you please just kill me? Wow. <laughs> I don't want to play. A high school That's anymore. interesting. I mean, yeah. that makes sense. Like it, uh, there has to be a point. I mean, at every I think actors life, I think when they're just totally. like, okay, I know what I can play. And there's some actors that can always play a high school student just because of the way that they look. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. that would suck if you're 40 years old and you could still play a high school student. Like that would be painful. So I would get Ugh, that. Right? Yeah. I would understand being like, yeah. let's just go. Like, let's just, I need to be out of this, this yeah, game. She's like, just I'm yeah. Yeah. Just oh man. But she's coming man. back for the movie. So she's coming back, which is gonna be on uh Paramount Plus. I know Katie yep. kind of mentioned that, but <laughs> confirmed. Thanks, yep. Hollywood Life. My very last thing I'll say, and then Sefi totally take the mic for me. <laughs> um, it, it's not even research really, it's just a feeling about something. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm good with feelings. I love it. Um, Katie talks about Jeff Davis, the creator of this series. And um, she said that he is the type of creator who will hear about rumors or like fan fiction, you know, fans wanting something to happen and then like purposely not do it. I fucking love that. Oh, I love that. I I love it so much. I'm like, Jeff Davis. Let's like, go, dude. That's but like, awesome. I want to hear the rumor, oh and then I want to like play around, being like, "Oh, let's let's fuel this rumor, yeah. and then not oh, do yeah. it, and then not do it." It's like, oh, oh my gosh, oh. what so what mean. power? I love it. It's so that oh, it's delicious. Like, um, the whole uh, Destiel issue on Supernatural. If y'all <laughs> ever watch that, no, I haven't seen it. Okay. Because I think I I know I want to do an episode of my own, Michael, yeah, I know. with you. Go. Supernatural. Oh, you both have, um, you both have your own obsessions, Miss Survivor over here, and uh, Miss Supernatural. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hey, and I've got three weeks of vacation coming up. So let's go. 
but anyways, but in on Supernatural, the 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 fans really liked the characters of Dean and Castiel getting together, and the writers were avoiding it at all costs, while still like teasing it, like it was mean. Oh yeah, and I then yeah, and then <sighs> at the end, they actually made it so that they showed that Cass was actually had feelings for Dean before he died. He told Dean and then he died. And I was like, that is the worst. <laughs> so funny. Thing to do. But do you kind of have like some appreciation for the writers? Cause they, you know, they fucking talked about it for hours in that writer's oh, room. Absolutely. <laughs> and you know absolutely. that there's at I least do. two scripts that are like fully written out where they're just Gay, oh, yeah. gay fucking is what they're doing. Oh, I love so. that. <laughs> freaking Luli. Absolutely. Well, amazing. I don't have very much on this either because I have never seen the show and I was just enjoying listening to the episode and listening to you guys talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really related to Katie when she talked about how when she first like read Twilight and she totally got like sucked into that young adult kind of fantasy uh, science fiction genre, um, which side note, my best friend's mom hates that word and so, like crosses it out of dictionaries. Genre? Genre? Yes, genre. But I did the same thing in high school. <laughs> it's, a stu- it's the stupidest reason. I had Can't a wait. major celebrity crush on Elijah Wood. Oh, okay. yes. <laughs> and my freshman year of high school, I think October, I remember for a specific reason in October, I found out that he was going to be playing Frodo in Lord of the Rings. I read all of the, all three of the books in a month. So Yikes. Can, so, <laughs> those are thick. But not small. <laughs> so, um, because he was going to be in it and I wanted to see the movies and I wanted to know what was going on before I went. That's amazing. <laughs> So like, I totally oh relate to Katie so much in that aspect. That's so funny. Wow. I love that. I never got into Twilight or I love the Lord of the Rings movies. I haven't yet touched the books, but um, I guess Harry Potter was like that well, for Harry me. Potter, was, I was going to say. The yeah, Lord of the Rings, that's a, that's a... Heavy. <laughs> it is heavy because Tolkien really, really liked descriptive paragraphs mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot um but they're they're worth it to be completely honest i i love i love his books don't read the silmarillion don't 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 cool i wasn't going to but i will definitely not <laughs> get the spark for the cliff notes version of that book because that is like thirty thousand times more difficult to get through than the lord of the rings um wow. <laughs> okay. i tried it couldn't do it (laughs) but um okay so I have just a couple of things so Holly Black Katie mentioned Holly Black she is a big name in young adult fiction um specifically fantasy um I think her biggest her biggest three series that I could find on her were the folk of the air um which is about fairies um and not like like the Tinkerbell type of fairies, but like more like Jareth, the Goblin King, Goblin King type of fairies. Mm. <laughs> okay. So like the Seely and Unseely court and all of that. Um, I love when you and talk then, and you you say things that like come so second nature to your brain, but like go right in and out mine. Like I have no idea what you said, but what oh, what what it translates sounds to me. Great. It, it sounds great, but what it translates to me is like, oh, so there's some like prissy uh, fairies, and there's some like like horror fairies, and these are the horror fairies that probably eat your soul. Okay, spot that's, on. Yeah, oh, spot yes. On. Awesome. Because <laughs> <laughs> the unseely is the dark court and the okay. seely is the light court. Oh, so okay. spot on. No idea yeah. what that meant, but you, you wow. perfectly described it. Good job. Yes, good job. <laughs> um, and then she also did modern fairy tales. So it was like a retelling of uh, the fairy tale stories that we know from the 
I, I think she focuses more on like the grim versions as opposed to the Disney versions, but I've not read those books. Um, so I can't for sure say that. Um, but I think the one that you guys are probably going to recognize because I recognize it the most. She also wrote the spider wick chronicles. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. That, was a movie. <laughs> that was a movie as well. Yes, it was. It was apparently not a good representation of her books though. Right. From what I saw online. So, um, okay. And then Michael, I'm going to mention something to you and I want you to file this away for oh, later no. so oh, you gosh. can remember. I must have said something wrong. <laughs> no, what did you, didn't you, say, you didn't say anything <laughs> wrong. It just made me laugh. And I wanted to give you the correct terminology. So you had it for later. You called the, them the Mary Jesus candles. <laughs> Yes, the Mary Jesus candles. Again, everyone knew exactly what I meant. I get it. <laughs> they are called votive candles. Votive. Mm-hmm. Why oh, votive candles? Fun. Not as fun, but interesting because I thought votive candles were candles that were like in a vase more so than that. I mean, they are kind of in a vase, aren't they? Gosh, I'm answering. Mm-hmm. Oh, Michael. It makes sense. Oh, Michael. <laughs> Okay, votive oh candles. Good to know. Good to know. Okay. Noted. Thank you. Shooting star. The more you know. Yeah. Um, okay, and then I got really excited when y'all talked about how mistletoe is poisonous. Yes. And before before I go into why I got excited, I want to ask you why. I'm going to ask you because you've seen the show, Michael, and you would probably know, but like, why, did they ever talk about why it was poisonous to the wolves? No, I don't. Or think was the, it? I, I'm not sure if the why ever gets discussed. It, it's just discussed that that's it, it, that it is poisonous because it is a poisonous plant. Like I did know that, mm-hmm. and that and that it's just poisonous to them. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't think they they didn't go into okay. the why, or at least I can't okay, remember because why. I Michael knows this about me. I don't know if you've figured this out about me, Rachel, but also to my listeners, I love mythology. I, I couldn't tell. Love it. <laughs> I love it so much. I mean, my name, Sefi, is short yep. for Persephone. So, hmm. Um, <laughs> um, but I don't focus on just Greek and Roman. I also do, I, I outsource. Um, <laughs> um, so there's a story about mistletoe in Norse mythology that I absolutely love. And it's the myth of Loki and Baldur. Baldur. So Baldur is the son of Frigga. Um, now, don't put out of your head all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay, put all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe out your head because none of that matches family-wise okay. to God, mythology. <laughs> so. The only thing that's similar is that Loki is a Jotun. That is only thing that's similar. Um, but anyway, so Baldur was the son of Frigga. Um, he was beloved by everybody except Loki. Loki didn't like it very much, <laughs> which Actually. is it tracks. Yeah. Um, so Frigga wanted to protect her son as much as possible. So being the kind of she's kind of a witch or a seer type person, and so she used her abilities to kind of talk to all the animals and all the plants and make them promise to her that they weren't going to harm Balder. Well, the only plant that wasn't there was mistletoe. And so mistletoe did not make that promise. So as life goes on for Balder, he was pretty much like, I'm invincible because nothing can hurt me because they made this promise to my mom and all this stuff. Too confident. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, a little, he's a, little, a little stuck up. But in mythology, he was actually very beloved and he earned it. Like he was a good, oh. good person. Um, but Loki, I don't remember why Loki got mad at him one day, but he learned about the fact that mistletoe hadn't made the promise. So he made a an arrow out of mistletoe and wow. ended oh. up killing Boulder. And just to kind of, I thought it was interesting to kind of tie it in. Loki is also the father of Fenrir, the great wolf. Um, So I'm wondering if If that's how the writers made the connection, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Wow. 
Interesting. Yeah. Good work. Nice. That's my favorite mistletoe story. That is good. Yeah. I love I love that mistletoe (laughs) story. (laughs) Can't say I have one, but uh, I think yours wins. (laughs) Nice. Any other ones? Any other facts? That's all I have. Oh. Well. Now I come back in because I have stuff to talk about. That was beautiful. Thank you. Um, <laughs> what what am I going to talk about first and foremost next week? Next week we have Korean dramas, and let me tell you, the guest, the guest is 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 a is a is a treat. It is, Can't wait. The, the guest is the guest has been around my life since the beginning, and uh, yes. also Sefi's. <laughs> Um, uh, so yeah it'll it'll great um uh tune in for that but uh some things that we want our listeners to know about us is that we constantly if you haven't learned from this episode or our previous ones love to learn so if there's something about comic book authors uh, comic authors and books or even teen wolf that you want to add to the conversation here please email us or dm us on our social medias um our our email is yournerdyo at gmail.com and our socials are yournerdyo on Insta, Twitter, and TikTok. Um, we would love to hear from you. We'd love to hear if there's anybody out there that has a weird nerdy obsession that they want to talk about and why that's a ner- nerdy obsession. Please Reach out to us. Do yes. it. We Please. Love, we love learning. So thank you all uh remember to rate and review us um on apple podcasts and also spotify follow us it does help it shows us who's out there listening to us and all that jazz um and then the best way to get this podcast out there in the world is to share it and word of mouth so grow the show give it to people you know if you have a buddy or a family member or friend that loves comics let them listen to dylan talk about it for a little bit maybe they'll learn something new that they haven't wanted to it's fascinating or if uh teen wolf is is maybe you know somebody who has watched Teen Wolf and maybe they want to listen to somebody else who loves it in a different way too. have them listen to Katie's that we just had. So yeah, that is what I got. Um, other than that, everyone, you have a pleasant day. Uh, <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out a sign. us like an ending way to do. Oh, this. I've got mine today. Oh, you got your sign. Mine changes. I, I think hoping. every episode. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. hoping. Yes. I mean, yeah. I'm always um, looking forward to that. So I think I'm just going to, I think in the future, my goodbye is just going to be setting up Rachel to say something. Nice. I love it. So I like it. I it's perfect. Go. I love that. So with that's that, amazing. Rachel, what's up? That was a Today I have one. to say. It's terrible. I'm <laughs> I was so like, sorry. You just said I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, <laughs> I just have to say today, go for it. Don't hold back anymore. Just go for it. Yes. I love Fuck it. it. Go for it. Fuck it. Fuck it. Go for it. I like it. On that note, (laughs) bye, everyone. Bye.